1: Where the only water flow is The bitter sting of tears
0: And the Christmas To Christmas songs,
1: it is, but it's reality, and I think yeah. Christmas gets so wrapped up in spending money, spending money.
0: I know, you know uh, the older lost. I get, the more I feel kind of sick when I see all so many presents under the tree, and I'm like, God, we're so gluttonous! Yeah, we're such consumers, buy, 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 buy. And then all the packaging you gotta throw out after, you're just like, oh, I'm already my God. hearing the
1: Boxing Day sales too. I'm like, Give me a break, man. The last thing I want to do. Is go out shopping on Boxing Day.
0: Wow. The good news is you won't have to worry about that this year, I guess. That's true. Do you think when they're making a song like this, by the way, this is Band Aid, do they know it's Christmas from like uh, the early 80s? Those are all 80s musicians. Mm -hmm. You heard Bono from U2 and Mm -hmm. Boy George and George Michael. Do you think they fight over like which part of the song they get? Yeah.
1: And I think I I
0: got stuck with the lame line or the yeah, like Bono got one of the best ones. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. You know.
1: But it's them instead instead of you. you. Yeah, I'd want that one. I would definitely want the you. (laughs) And I'd also be insulted if I was an 80s star and didn't get asked to be in that song. Because how many people are in that? Like 20?
0: That looks like a lot. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people. They don't even do songs like that anymore in the sense that th- rarely would you ever be in the same room with anyone that you're doing a collaboration with, mm-hmm. which is a little unfortunate because you'd like to think when Bieber and Sean Mendez are collaborating on a song like uh, Monster, yeah, that they were in a recording studio together and having fun and uh, jamming it out. But the truth is, is that Sean Mendes would have probably sent him the music mm-hmm. and everything and... Bieber would have recorded his parts from his house.
1: And that's not a pandemic thing either. No, I, that's just I, how they do
0: it now. They I just email stuff. very
1: quickly to stop asking, what was it like working with that person? Because uh,
0: it's like, well, oh, I didn't ever even saw He sent
1: me an email <laughs> yeah. with his part, and then I added mine.
0: And sometimes the artists don't even talk to each other. It's the producer mm-hmm. that's doing the talking, or the managers who are saying, oh, we've arranged for you to be doing a song with
1: this person. Blah, blah, blah. Doing a verse.
2: That's kind of disappointing. Yeah, it is. Um, I've done some stuff like that. But the coolest part of like writing music is the interaction, like is the writing process. Because you like, uh, I know for me, like I get in certain rhythms and and styles of how I write stuff. And I usually work a lot with my brother. So we kind of like have a formula. But whenever I've written or collaborated with somebody else and, like, we're actually sitting in a room together, like, you get inspired listening yeah. to somebody else from the whole new thinking pattern on, on you know, what it is that you have in front of you. And it yes. opens your mind up to completely different uh, ideas. So that's kind of disappointing because you don't get that if you're just emailing, oh, you know, this is, the, this is the song I got, right a verse. Okay, well, then it's just another one of your songs. Whereas if you actually sat in a room with each other and you came up with the beat and you structured it together,
0: you would come up with something very, very
2: different.
1: yeah. There's no jamming, right?
0: I think if you're writing together, you tend to be together. I think if someone's just chiming in on a song or doing a verse, especially if it's like a featuring Cardi B and she just has like one little island to fill in the blank, then you're not in the same room, but... I mean, J.P. Sachs and Julia Michaels collaborated on a song they wrote together. That's how they fell in love. They were in the same room together. Yeah. I think when people are writing albums they're in, they got to be in the same room. In a non-pandemic environment, like Taylor Swift is working with two other writers. They got to be there with her. They're in the room, yeah. Because she's jamming it out in the studio. Yeah. And it's
1: a vibe. It's a vibe thing. And then sometimes you see those parties, the studio parties that happen. Oh, we're in the studio we're working, we're having drinks now. Now we're having fun. Now people are showing up.
0: Yeah, I mean they used to all those recording studios used to be more about like the party. environment where everyone's just getting high and wasted, <laughs> hooking up. Yeah. You guys wanna know a secret about recording studios? Yes. Yeah. So
2: whenever they bill the record companies Um, For the studio time. Whenever the artists want drugs or prostitutes or anything crazy, they put it on the bill as piano strings. Piano strings are code for party favors.
0: Okay, but I guess the record companies know that. Or Probably. Because like, I think if there piano strings that yeah, were breaking, there wasn't they're... even a piano on that track. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah. they would just, it would be like that's the way they would log it so that they were able to just uh, hide that money in the exactly. cost of making the record. Exactly. Gotcha. And I mean, I guess the artist would inevitably have to pay for that because most artists, when they're being fronted by a record company, have to pay that money back through the sales of their albums. 100%. Yeah. Mm. So it's like the, you know, uh, take it now, pay later kind of thing.
1: How many piano strings did you go through, Bundus, uh, when you were (laughs)
2: laying down one of your albums? You know what? It's it's crazy because... When you're a famous musician, the
0: rules don't apply to you.
2: Right. I was in. I was recording a record in Metalworks Studios.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a pretty famous Toronto studio, isn't it?
2: Yeah, totally. Uh, very, very popular. Been, like
0: Our Lady Peace and I Mother Earth, and all those bands recorded there. Tons
2: of huge bands have have uh, made records there. And while I was making my record there, Drake happened to be recording at the same time. Really? Yeah. Down the hall. Down the hall. Like I would see him in the kitchen. And the difference between the rules with us w- was <laughs> insane. Like, Drake was just walking around the, the kitchen area, the front foyer, smoking blunts, pacing back and forth. Nobody said a damn word to him. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you think I could smoke a cigarette in this thing? <laughs> Not a chance. I got to go outside. The rules, like, the rules don't apply to you when you're, when you're that famous. What you could do whatever the hell you want. Do
1: you know what album Drake was on?
2: Uh, this was 2010. I don't know if he was record. I think "Take Care" was already done. I think he was working on something like uh, singles or B sides or something mm. like that after. But this was around "Take Care." Okay. Hmm.
1: So Drake's allowed to smoke cigarettes
2: inside. He had a Maybach parked outside the outside the studio. He didn't even bother putting it in a parking lot. He left it literally right in front of the studio door, so that when I would go out to have a cigarette, oh, i you got to walk I'd around walk it. Walk around his car. Jesus. <laughs> I, uh, I love that.
0: You know what I love. Is that when Bundus starts talking about these cool stories of recording and stuff, we're all right into it. And then Mora brings up any of her acting stuff and it's all of a sudden it's like... The yeah, da,
1: da, da. yeah, hold on a second. That's a really good point. bit of a double standard there. I to, have you know, also worked with huge fucking names. Oh yeah? <laughs> and I bring my set stories and you guys think it's a fucking...
2: You know why, though,
0: I think? Because with you, it's always the same story. <laughs> oh, yeah. And this is like the first time I've heard of Bundes recording in a studio well, sure at the same you, time as uh, sure you Drake. You've not heard
1: all my stories. <laughs> the time I went back to Jackie Early Earl Haley's uh, place.
0: What? I can't hear you now.
1: Cracked open a bottle of Chardonnay? Huh? Who's that? That's uh, Freddy Krueger, man.
0: Yeah, uh, not the original one. No, you no guys I don't suck. even know who that is. <laughs> I honestly, suck. I don't. You know what? Who? Forget it. Who? Forget it. Who? Freddie Hale... Uh, uh, no. J- what? Freddie... No. James... What's his name? What's his
1: name? Jackie Earl
0: Haley. Not Haley Joel Osment. No. I know him. <laughs> Jackie you. Jackie Hale. Earl Haley. Jackie Hale? Jackie Earl. Earl yeah, I'm looking him up. I want to know who this guy is. You, Haley, yeah, American actor.
1: Yes, you know him. He's been nominated. I think he won a uh, Oscar.
0: I don't know if I know him. Ah, uh, yes, you do. Yeah, maybe.
1: You know him.
0: Who else was at that party?
1: It was just me and Jackie and his wife and Maddie. Oh, a- and he uh, invited us back to his hotel room after the uh, premiere. Oh, nice For a party I told you this story And we thought we thought we were going to, like, a party And it yeah. was just them <laughs> Really nice bottle of Chardonnay, though That he brought out He said he got a whole case of Chardonnay No one came
0: He invited everyone And you were the only <laughs> suckers who came
1: At the Sunset You know that hotel that all the celebrities stay at? Chateau
0: Marmont? In?
1: No, it was the Sunset, um Hotel and... You know, like, that does sound like a The Stones, place. it's the Stones Stay There. It was like... The
0: Stones rolling in the stones. 60s yeah, there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like the paparazzi <laughs> out front.
0: I don't know that one. The Beverly Hilton? No, it's the
1: freaking Sunset Boulevard Hotel or something like that. Funness uh, is looking it up. Is
2: mm. it in a Sunset Tower Hotel? I don't know <laughs> Again, we have to You know what guys <laughs> I can't tell you
1: these stories These are insider stories I'm uh, sorry I'm sorry
0: uh, did, you, did you ever run into Drake Like walk by him When you were in the studio with him
1: Another day is here And you're ready for it What to wear Check Breakfast, lunch and dinner Check Planning for what's next And how to save for it That's where Bank of America can help For your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts Ready to help get you closer To your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Uh
2: My brother talked to him a little bit. I didn't really chat with him. Um, he seemed to be just so in his own zone. Like he a little full of himself, guys, you know. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Who could imagine that? Yeah. He was
1: performing. He had to get in the zone. He doesn't have time to say hi to everybody.
2: Like, he he was just, like, literally, like, I I remember vividly him just pacing around the front foyer, smoking this blunt, and just, like, throwing his hands out, and he's, like, rapping in his head Mm. in the front foyer. And Mm. we're just, like, making a coffee. And he's just doing that It's like we are It's like we didn't even exist it was, He was in a different world Just right. doing his thing kind of. But that's
0: kind of cool I can appreciate sure. that yeah, yeah, sure. You know like an athlete Before uh, skiing down a mountain Might be like visualizing And they got their totally. hands And they're doing the Swerving back and forth As they imagine How they need to move their body yeah.
1: yeah 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 Like what you want You want the athlete Before the big run To be saying hi to people That they've never met
0: before Oh hey Hey what's your name what's- <laughs> What kind of music you working on <laughs> i really i really liked your uh song take care with rihanna it was great Uh, thanks man
1: and when you're making that coffee bundus does someone come up to you and say uh guys that's five dollars by the way if you can just put it in the cup (laughs) drake can have as much as he wants
0: thankfully
2: the uh the coffee is is
0: (laughs) free in the studio time yeah And you were paying for that yourself, I'm guessing, the studio right? Studio time, yeah we, were, yeah, we were paying for that ourselves. It's about a so thousand like,
2: bucks a day. Holy, hurry up, guys, let's go, let's go!
0: <laughs> Wait, you're taking a coffee break? <laughs> wow, that coffee just cost us fifty dollars, <laughs> idiot! Get yeah. in the studio, record, Do you see record. That, you
1: see that clock ticking when you, you're in the you studio? You get
2: fourteen hours in the studio, and it's about thousand dollars a day th- at that particular studio. So you can use the fourteen hours wherever you want. If you want to start at you know nine p.m. and work you know till the next morning mid afternoon, that's fine. But mm. it's like fourteen. Hours of time.
0: Was this Walkwaves
2: you were recording with? No, this was the uh, Mary Rose Obsession MRO before that.
0: Mary Rose Obsession. Yo. Yeah, there you are. You're on Spotify, and that's pretty amazing. That I guess amazing. anyone could upload to Spotify, but oh my god, look at you there.
2: That's so old,
0: man like, I know, we, look at we, you that, that band was
2: was before, like, before Spotify was even a thing
0: Double earrings, you got your Ray-Ban <laughs> wafers on Oh, classic what, what song did you record while Drake was in the studio? Was that uh, Chains to Nowhere? Chains to Nowhere was that album yeah? yeah? Is there a title track called Chains to Nowhere, or is that not cool to do?
2: No, there's no title track, it was a concept album
0: Yeah. Oh, Oh, nice yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know um, Let me play one thing off here Alright, let's wh- just see well, I don't know. I got the whole album here. Miss Fake has got explicit lyrics. Ocean Eyes? Is that anything like Billie Eilish's one? No, it's different. different. Definitely different. Should I just start playing that?
2: Whatever you want, man.
0: <laughs> you don't sing, though, in any of this, right? It's all just guitar work. Imagine you're Drake in the hall, and this you is what you're this? hearing through the walls. What yeah, are those guys doing in there?
2: <laughs> those are the guys who are in the coffee room.
0: <laughs> Almost scratched my Maybach out in the front. <laughs> 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 oh, is that your brother singing?
2: No, this is, uh, his name is Dan. My brother's on the drums. On the drums. What's Dan doing now? not sure I haven't uh, last time I saw Dan was about a year ago at a wedding and uh, he wasn't doing music anymore oh, okay he's
1: got a nice voice yeah.
2: he was uh, one of the finalists on Canadian Idol one of the original seasons of Canadian really oh, yeah. yeah. Did
1: that help him at all? Like,
2: no. no, 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 no. You'd
1: think that would give him a bit of a push, like a, nah. a bit
2: of a bump, you know? Maybe if it was American Idol, but... Uh, Not Canadian well, Idol. Well, I mean,
0: didn't uh, Jacob from Headley, I mean... Yes, yes he,
2: he, he
1: came in fourth and then walked off the show. Very dramatic. Maybe that was the move.
0: Oh, like he said this is garbage and got uh, out of there?
1: No, he didn't say it was garbage, but he said it wasn't for him or something like that. That he didn't think that that was the right path. For his career, okay. So he kind of used it as a to get get some notoriety for you know himself, and then he walked, and then that was also like a big. (gasps) Oh, he left the show, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Who else won that? Who won that show? Can you name one person? Was it Kalen
1: Porter that won one year with the violin? That sounds familiar. Eva. Eva. Elonga.
0: Eva Avila. Avila. Eva. Eva. Eva Avila. Avila?
1: Kalen Porter. Eva Avila. All these
0: people. (laughs) Who knows? Well, we play that song from Kalen Porter's, um, from his sister, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's that song we play? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mackenzie Porter. Mackenzie Porter. These days? These days. Yeah.
1: Did you guys ever think when you were in the studio at the same time Drake was of like, just like walking in and bringing your instruments Being like, oh, think I got a, think I got something for you, Drake.
0: That'd be a good way of wasting your thousand dollars <laughs> as they ask you to leave the building. Yeah. I would think there'd be pretty strict rules on that.
2: Uh yeah, we were not screwing around with Drake. Drake was just on another level. Like we, like I, there was another time where the Jonas Brothers were in in Toronto and they came into Metalworks as well. And we were fucking with the Jonas Brothers. Like, we were stealing their
0: food and shit. What? <laughs> and were they like, oh, you got us. You stole our food. Oh, or were they like, God. who are these douchebags who ate our food?
2: Yeah, like, they, but I don't know. Like, I didn't feel, I, I know they were famous, but they were, like, younger at the time. And right. It, and it felt like it was it was uh, more cool. Because even the engineers that were working on their session were coming into our session and they were telling us shit about what they were, Jonas Brothers were doing or how bad they were at singing and how much tune they had to use <laughs> to Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So it
2: was like we felt like we had the okay to like fuck around with them. Right. Okay,
0: but when you say fuck around with them, it wasn't like you guys were all joking around and drinking together. It's like they were doing their thing and you were just making fun yeah. of them and stealing their shit.
2: We would no, you would never like bust into somebody's room while they were recording a session. Yeah, that would
1: be yeah. completely try and, disrespectful, try and I guess. make them
0: laugh by making funny faces through the windows you, you, or something. You, you
2: can't see anybody through the window because uh. it's like,
0: there's like a soundproofed
2: off room and then once you go into that soundproofed off room, then there's glass windows within there to mm. to separate the actual recording room floor versus the mixing board room. But yeah. like, that's all separated off from, from
0: did the they main have, hallway. Uh, did they have like a bedroom? Like a room with a bed or a couch that you could go off to? If You you know, you're talking about the yeah piano strings and stuff.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like a like a restroom or relaxation room for sure. There's a couple of them.
0: Washrooms. So you could bring someone in there if you wanted to. Did you guys invite chicks to your recording session just you, so you could be like That
2: would play over well. Obviously, dude. Did you? Yeah. How do you how do you have a studio like Metalworks and not invite everybody to come like But it's a grand a, a day. Are you like,
1: yeah. "Oh
0: my god." For a band that was what was like the at your peak in that band? Yeah. Mary Rose Obsession, what was the most you guys would get paid for a gig? A couple
2: grand. A couple grand? Yeah. I think that it was around two grand was like the most I think we got paid for. for an for average? Any. Average was probably around five or six hundred bucks. Yeah. Depending so it on like. like so it le- like if we threw our own show and we fronted the cost, we could make more money versus mm. being hired by a promoter, then it was like a set cost. So. Right.
0: Yeah. It depends. So a thousand bucks was a lot of money for you guys to be blowing through a day. Totally, totally. But you wanted the vibe. You wanted the people, the chicks back there.
2: Yeah, you had to at least a couple times, like you know, yeah, like, right, I, just to do it, just, just to, to do it to have part it, of the yeah. experience. Did right? you get laid there? Did you? Uh... No, we didn't get laid in the studio. We were a little too focused on what was at hand. Like we were screwing around. Like when Dan was doing vocals, I would be in the in like a back room. I'd be drinking with some girls and like we chatting, maybe making out a little bit, but. <laughs> I still had to, like, go and record.
1: <laughs> Does, and there's a technician that comes with the studio rental, right?
2: Or there, Yes, there is an engineer. Right. Um, and then you could hire producers separately if you'd like. Mm. But the engineer's there all the time. Engineer is there to operate everything for you. Right. And then we also hired, uh, like, drum technicians and different people to come in and, like, fine-tune all the instruments so yeah. that we didn't have to do that shit. It was like, I'd have a guitar rack, and I'd have a guitar technician, and he would make sure all my guitars were tuned, and then based on the song, it was like, here, he'd hand one over. And then like when the drums were being mic'd up and and tested, tightening up the skins, we had a drum technician in there doing all that. Wow. And they provided that? No, we we hired guys separately because it takes hours. Like the amount of microphones just to do the drums, they have microphones on the tops and the bottoms of all the skins. They have like microphones all over the walls in the room so you can get that awesome reverb sound. It's an art. And it's just like you're sitting on the drum and you're just going boom, boom. Boom, and then the one guy in, inside is tuning everything on the board to try and get it perfect. So, like, I wouldn't want the real drummer to sit there and lose his mind doing that before he even sits down and to record. Well, that's a song. when you're
1: making out with the chicks.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Well, they sense tune everything have up. have the chicks there for that part. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's time you're paying for it that you don't get to record, so you might as well be like showing off, right? Exactly. Yeah,
2: they're so pretty impressed with all like the records, like the amount of gold and platinum records that you see on the wall, like and the amount of history that's in a in a in a studio like Metalworks is mind
0: blowing. Yeah, like a- would Rush have ever recorded there? Who would be like the biggest act that you'd see on the wall? Somebody who passed through those hallways? Oh, uh, does it even exist anymore? That records uh, that recording studio?
2: I think so. Metalworks, yeah, yeah. Uh, unless it recently closed, i I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still there.
0: Okay, I just wasn't sure if people even go into studios anymore because. Uh, You could be doing your whole thing in your bedroom. You know, like Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas recorded their biggest, you know, their full-length album in their house.
2: Uh, Totally, and I I do a lot of that kind of recording now as well, and you can totally get away with it. But when you are talking about real live recorded drums and and mm-hmm. guitar amps and there's a certain sound like if i if i can i can hear a record and i can tell you instantly that that was recorded in metalworks based on the drum sound because the room has such a distinct sound that as soon as i hear drums i know instantly that's metalworks drums
0: Whoa! oh we gotta test you on that we should do a test <laughs> well like, I
2: mean, like you, you could listen to one of my songs on that record there and then you mm-hmm. can pull up something like um Help I'm Alive by metric and you can hear the similarity in the drum sound. and you go, oh, that's because it was recorded in
0: metal. Interesting. Very cool. Do you think you sometimes like people overthink this stuff though that most people don't even notice the difference well, and don't care?
1: That's what happens when you're an expert in a certain field, right? It's like me with acting. I notice things that you guys don't notice because I... I'm a seasoned uh, professional.
0: Professional. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, hang on. My computer yeah, just it, shit the bed. I'm glad it There happened. we go. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like if I'm sailing and I decide to add a little bit of uh, outhaul, you're going to be like... I'm not going to notice. I can't tell a difference. Yes. Well, you really affected the draft of your mainsail by pulling that in.
1: Ignorance is bliss though I, I'll be just enjoying the ride You're dissecting the ride Unfortunately You know what I mean? I'm
0: like how can we go uh, 0.2 miles an hour faster <laughs> Which is usually what happens You yeah. know If you make a good change You might be like Oh I got a little Half knot out of that Oh great Yeah Ah <laughs> Can't end on that music Can we? No we can't No We gotta end on uh, This music right here A
1: little bit of this
0: This year is do they know it's Christmas? Ever Thanks for checking out the podcast. Another, Another new one coming your way tomorrow. Boom! Do they know it's Christmas time? At all? <laughs> Please to y'all raise it
1: best for everyone. Better get on this